Uh, yeah, let's light this candle. I'm talking about Patreon. You haven't heard it? It's Patreon. Ticket Price Podcast. We're on Patreon. I'm doing a new Patreon intro. I'm Jake. That's Tevis. We're Ticket Price. Ticket Price Podcast. Patreon. You can tune into our episodes. We get comment sections. Ticket Price Top 10 Tuesdays. Check them out. Bonus content. Moments in horror. We got it all. Patreon. Ticket Price Podcast. Jake Tevis. Ticket Price. Patreon. Loud noises. Let's burn this candle. good morning good afternoon good evening good whenever it is you're tuning in welcome to ticket price top 10 we're doing another top 10 because i as your co-host jake am forced to do them and that man over there co-host extraordinaire and the only man who keeps making me do these but then he himself struggles so hard to come up with his list. Tevis at Master Control. Tevis, how are you, sir? Well, in all honesty, I struggle at pretty much everything in my life. So <laughs> this is no different. I'm doing wonderful. So on par. Yes, yeah. on par. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We just had a great dinner. Yes. Thanks to my wife. Yes. Thank you, and, podcast uh, mom. That's right. Pod- the self-proclaimed podcast mom because she makes us dinner and Little, little desserts, and she's very supportive in that way. Yes, fattens us up, and then we get to spew nonsense. Well, see, now now I'm all like, I've got a full tummy, I'm ready to go, so now I can get really worked up. I feel like our audience really expects me to get worked up. Gotta burn those calories. That's right. That's, you're not wrong. Actually, you know what? I'm down, as of uh, yesterday, I'm at 205. I have lost 25 pounds. Hey, that's nice. In, uh... Three months or so. I have gained 25 pounds in three months, so thank you, you bastard. <laughs> That's my wife's cooking. Now, how do you think I gained the weight? I went from parents that were like, eh, here's some stuff in the from the oven, to a wife that actually legitimately cooks. Yeah, I know. I've had it. It's awesome. I remember when we were dating. Because, uh, you know, take a price top 10. Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah, about. We're, we've got more important things right now. But I remember my wife. It was like, are, are your parents going to like me? Is your mom going to like me? Because, like, I don't cook great. I'm like, hun, you don't know my mom. <laughs> Did she just set up an unopened box of hamburger helper on the counter and go, help yourselves? Uh, we we did frequently have what, what was called a fin for yourself night, where it was just no rules nothing's unlimited you know nothing's um forbidden just whatever mom's too tired to cook fend for yourself <laughs> how many a- times did you have ice cream i was more of a cereal guy oh okay yeah i would have dove straight into the ice cream you know we didn't really have ice cream that much like no we're not really big sweets people i wonder you're the way you are well there's a lot of reasons why i'm the way i am but ticket price top 10 top 10 all right what are we doing you you're asking me. Yeah, I'm you asking wanted you. to do another top ten. You were like, "We need to do another top 10. And here's my idea. Why don't you introduce us? What is today's top ten? Well, considering we've already done the top ten villains, our favorite top ten villains in movies, I figured we should probably do a top ten heroes, our favorite top ten heroes. So that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, this one was a little bit of a struggle. I'm not gonna lie. Not as much of a struggle for me as it was for some people who will remain Tevis. <laughs> yeah, I literally finished this 20 minutes before we were supposed to sit down and record this. Are you happy with your list? Do you think you got it? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my list. Now, I got some surprises on here. I got some who? 
I know that's going to be a couple probably. And you know what? So our, our big caveat for this one, there are no superheroes nope. in this list. We're probably going to do a top 10 favorite super beings or, you know, something to that effect in a different list. This one is just, yep, these are people. Yep. All mortal. No, no robots, no cyborgs, no alien creatures. Nope. No giant monsters. No, no. At least I don't have giant monsters on mine. Wait, no, mine are all people. Okay, they're all people. Okay, so yeah, mine no are all mortal powers. mortal beings. Now, my personal caveat: this is in no particular order whatsoever. Oh, mine either, because there's no way I would have ever got it done. Wait, is this I really? I probably a- would have started bleeding from the nose. Is this really a top ten? Then or are we just lying to ourselves and everyone? <laughs> Because you can't have a top ten in no order. Well, they're they're in order, but no particular order. <laughs> the order is not particular. Yeah, it's how I wrote them down. <laughs> it's as you thought of them, and you went, "Ooh, that would be good," because yeah. that's how I did it. Yeah. Ooh, I like Popeye. <laughs> I will get cash money. I'll give you a hundred dollars if Popeye is on that list. He's not on that list. Ah, my money no. is safe. No. You want to start us off? This is your baby. Ah, uh, sure. Sure. Number 10. Nice. I like that. You like that? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to dub something in. <laughs> something better. Something better. No. <laughs> um, so my number 10, I couldn't have a list without Denzel being on here. Fair. So for my number 10 is Eli from the Book of Eli. You know, I never saw Book of Eli. Oh, man. It's such a good movie. It's got... Um, Oh my god! I just totally lost his name. Uh, lost the actor. It was right there on the tip of my tongue. He's in the desert somewhere. Yes, looking for a book. <laughs> no, he's the one that is carrying the book. Uh, he is Denzel's basically a lone warrior, wandering through this ruined earth. And so he, modern day. Yeah, basically after <laughs> uh, after twenty twenty, and he's he's a blind warrior basically. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Blind Fury with Rutger Hauer or no. Rogue One. He reminds me of uh, what's Donnie Yen, I think. Man, what a waste of Donnie Yen and what a waste of a Star Wars movie. Rogue One sucks. Oh, man. Rogue One was good. I liked Rogue One. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. We're not talking about Rogue One. Let's <laughs> talk about Book of Eli. Wait, you mean no one from Rogue One from that amazing movie made it on your list? No. Because all, all their characters are shit because it's a shit movie. You're talking about Book of Eli. <laughs> no, actually, we're talking about some guy whose name you can't remember from Book of Eli. Oh, my God. He played Dracula in Dracula. Bram Strokers. I, oh, um, I, I, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. My God. I am. Maybe Blur? I am. Maybe I am bleeding from the nose right now. From the ears. <laughs> it's from doing this list, trying to figure it all out. All my brain cells have been burned up. But no, he... Eli, he he just won't let anybody stand in his way of his goal of getting this artifact to mm. where he needs to go. And he's such a badass with his sword, and it's it's an awesome movie. It's an awesome movie. Awesome character. I love him. My turn. Your turn. Number 10. Yukon Cornelius. Who? Who the fuck is Yukon Cornelius? Yukon Cornelius from the fantastic, classic, claymation. 
Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yukon is an explorer in the Great White North, not Canada, the, the Great White North, north of Canada. <laughs> and he's hunting for silver and gold, and he's got his sled dogs, right? He fist fights the abominable snowman and pushes him off a cliff, because don't you know, Bumble's bounce! Wahoo! He picks his pickaxe up. Nothing. Right? Because he can tell by the taste of the dirt on his pickaxe if there's silver or gold or anything uh, valuable there. Yukon Cornelius, one-on-one, the abominable snow monster, and one. Tamed that some bitch too, if I recall. Which I do vividly. Especially after they ripped all his teeth out, which seems really fucked up, but... Yukon Cornelius. Thank you. This chapter is closed. I'm done with this list. Remember when I had mentioned before we started recording that I probably could have spent more time on this? <laughs> yeah. Did you just like open up a page on your computer and was like, eh, heroes? And then just read all of them and First of all, you know I do not use all my- the shitty ones. <laughs> you know I don't use a computer when I do this. I have my notebook. This is handwritten. This, is, this thing is going to be uh, a, a treasure trove. It's going to be a collector's dream when the show finally takes off. And they're going to be like, this is Jake's original notebook from when the show started. Yukon Cornelius. Suck it, book of whatever. <laughs> no one even knows who your name is. Eli. It's Eli. <laughs> with what's-his-face? Dracula. Yeah, that, Dracula. With, the, goddamn Commissioner Gordon. Know, that guy who barely can act. The greatest actor ever, and I'm over here bumbling his name like a fucking idiot. Remember when I told you I definitely have one you're gonna hate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as soon as you said it, I was like, "This is the one." This I is- don't know why it's the one, but I know it's the one. And then you told me it was like claymation bullshit. That's it. Number nine. My number nine. Say it like a man. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> All right, my number nine is... Number nine. It's Mel Gibson. I approve. Probably his best movie ever. You're going to have to be way more specific than that. No. No. <laughs> it's William Wallace ah. from Braveheart. In that movie, he is a fierce, brutal warrior. He's a great le- leader. He's a gentle lover. First of all, we don't know if he's a gentle lover. We just know he's a thorough lover. Well, he was very gentle with her in the woods after their wedding. We never saw the deed. <laughs> well, the beginning. He's a very beginning gentle lover. That's what I'm saying. That's a frequently paused moment, but I put a piece of cardboard up on the right side of my TV so I don't have to look at all don't that. I can just see Mel. Do you stand in in the in front of it like you're supposed to be her? <laughs> I, I, put, I put I block that half of the TV and then just stand in her place and with the, your my, shirt my off. My shirt off, yeah. You're like Anna, bring me some water. Get me all wet. Why? <laughs> don't 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 question me, woman. She brings a spray bottle, and just spritzes me down. She's like, are you doing that Braveheart thing again? I told you I get uncomfortable with this. <laughs> the spray bottle says Braveheart moment on it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yes, I'll get the Braveheart bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, he's great in that movie. And that character is he's just 
so brutal and unforgiving when he's in battle. He's like, nope, I'll cut your legs off. I'll cut your head off. And I don't care. And I'll stand there with covered in your blood, triumphant over your body, and look at my team and go, yeah. We did that. Yes. So, yeah, my number nine is William Wallace. I like that one. For me, number nine, Forrest Gump. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, you hate Forrest I Gump? I fucking hate Forrest Gump. How do you hate Forrest Gump? I think it's because I've seen it so many times. And that whole era of actors playing people with special needs is just kind of... Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Uh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller? you never seen Tropic Thunder? Oh, God, I blocked that turd out of my mind. No, there's a, there's a reference in there where he About goes, going, going for the Oscar yeah. trying to play. Yeah, you can't go full. Yeah. Yeah. But that, uh, ugh, no. No, okay. And Jenny, the bitch, I just want to punch her in her face. So does everyone. She's the worst. She's the villain. But we're not talking about the villain. We're talking about the hero. Yes. Forrest Gump, he overcomes his childhood issue of having the crooked spine and the leg braces. Despite all odds, he goes to college and is a star football player. He fights in Nam, then he beats the commies at ping pong, and then he survives a hurricane and becomes a shrimp boat captain. It's Forrest Gump! So there's two on your list that I'm going to hate. <laughs> yeah, eat my ass. Eat Forrest Gump's ass. Eat Jenny's ass to get HIV. I don't care. He ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan, hero Lieutenant Dan, list. he was the best part of the whole movie. Gary Sinise is awesome. Yeah, I love Gary I, he's Sinise. He's on my list of underrated. I feel like Gary Sinise is underrated. He is very underrated. He needs to be in more stuff and not that NCIS. They New didn't York even let him go to space. I know, he right? Got, what, he got sick, right? His they, character they got sick. They thought he was going to get sick, yeah. but he didn't actually get sick. Oh, man, it's been so long since I've seen Apollo. I love Apollo 13. Yeah. Apollo 13 is my favorite Ron Howard movie. All right. Well, I am batting a thousand with you so far. Okay. I think my list will get a lot better for okay. you. Okay. I'm, I'm excited right. now. Number eight. Okay. My number eight, it's George Clooney. Gross. <laughs> Out. I don't even give a shit. You're not, you're not a George Clooney fan? No. Oh, okay. The character's name is Jack Foley from the movie Out of Sight. I don't even know what that is. I knew you wouldn't. I knew you wouldn't. He plays uh, a bank robber who is very charming. He doesn't use guns or anything. He talks his way through the process. Isn't that just Ocean's Eleven <laughs> or 12 or 13 or? Oh, I hope they make a 14. Are any of them still alive? <laughs> that cast is getting so old. Oh, yeah, they're, they they can make it. They can make it. Yeah, it's going to be the next Expendables. So it'll be a crossover. Oh, they should have stopped that franchise at two. All right. Hold on. Jack Foley. Yes, I'll, Jack I'll shut Foley. Up. He, he's just a calm, cool, charismatic, tough guy. He doesn't take any shit from anybody. So me. I am all of those things all the time, you son of a bitch. I will come over there. Yes, the calm, cool, collected. 
But no, if you have not seen the movie Out of Sight, watch Out of Sight. It's got Ving Rhames in it. It's fantastic. Unless you're like me and you prefer movies with good actors. Oh, we're going to fight over this one. I got a feeling we're not we're not even halfway through this. And this we're is divisive. Already, this is <laughs> good thing. We've got this table between us. OK, give me your number eight, fucker. I think you'll like this one. Or at the very least, I think you will ultimately mm-hmm. agree with it. OK. It is from a trilogy. Okay. And I'm counting it all. I'm cheating and counting all of them. But if we want to, if I have to pick just like a specific example, we'll go with the third one. Okay. I wouldn't say you have to do a specific one. Um, This character is the sidekick when you're a child. But when you're an adult and you watch this movie or read the books and you understand that, no, he actually is the hero. Obviously, I'm talking about the one and only Samwise Gamgee, Lord of the Rings, son. Yes. I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you, you little bitch. He just Samoan, you know, he just fireman carries Frodo. He should have Samoan dropped that little little just right into the lava. Yeah, the ring and all. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. Because think about it. He kicks Gollum's ass. He kind of kicks Frodo's ass a little bit. He saves him. He saves, saves Frodo. He fights Shelob. Yep. Then he fights uh, the orcs and goblins in Mordor. Before that, in Fellowship, he with Frying Pan, no less, he starts taking it to the goblins in the Mines of Moria, and he's like, I'm getting the hang of this. He just starts whooping ass. <laughs> no, Sam is the hero of the Lord of the Ring. Sam is the Lord of the Ring. <laughs> Absolutely. I almost had him. Did you really? I did. I... I <laughs> There was him and two others that I was back and forth on mm-hmm. all week, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, you totally redeemed yourself. I'm waiting for you to do the same. Well, you did have William Wallace. I want to say I had your boy. My boy. Mel Gibson. My man. Okay. Mel, if you ever want to be on the show and we'll just talk about you and your hair. And your abs. Your, your dreamy eyes. Uncomfortable. What are we talking? What we're, we're doing a top ten list. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know where I was there for a second. What? Are, uh, oh, uh, number seven. Number seven. Okay, yeah. So my number seven is definitely not going to redeem myself in your eyes. Oh God. Do you have any idea? That's a someone I don't like. Gee, let me narrow <laughs> that phone book down. <laughs> Um, I'm not even going to try to tease you and, and make you guess. It's Indiana Jones. Oh, my God. Such a nerd. Yes. Such a predictable little nerd. He is, he is awesome. I love everything about him. Anywhere from his look, the bullwhip, and the leather jacket, and the fedora. You know, I know a couple of clubs we can go to if you like bullwhips and leather jackets. <laughs> is it the Blue Oyster Club? The Toolbox. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my God! What, what movie was that? It's Wayne's World Two. That's right. <laughs> and the YMCA dance number. The toolbox. I totally forgot what movie that was from. Shout out to Wayne's World Two. <laughs> That's the only time that movie's going to be in, mentioned in this. And there went my phone that I did not turn down. <laughs> you even we were like, I'm going to make sure my phone's turned down. Yeah, but then I got distracted by something shiny. <laughs> was it Mel? No, that's you. We need to talk about his face. 
and his strong but gentle hands. And find out if he is a gentle lover. Oh, don't tease me. <laughs> don't tease me. All right, what's your number seven? Okay. Number yeah. seven. Number seven. I won't tease this one either. From Predator, Dutch. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the original Predator. So he's a commando. Actually, he's the he's the leader of commandos. So he's the <laughs> commandos, yes. Of the commandos. If you don't know, listen to Predator. Or no, which what, we, we did. We haven't done Predator. Which one doesn't matter? I don't, I don't even know what I'm referencing. There's an episode. I I misspeak, and I instead of saying commandos, I say commandos, and it becomes a whole thing. Yeah, it's in one of our episodes where we go off on a tangent. Shocking. <laughs> what? <laughs> but no, he's this big badass. He leads a group of big badasses. They specialize in in rescue missions. We see him with the guns and the grenades and, you know, the kick-assery. But then Dutch, is he has the brains. He's figuring out kind of what's going on. And then he really, he's the first one that says he can see our modern equipment. He's like, we can, he saw our trip lines. Maybe he won't see this, referencing the vines and the leaves and using nature as a weapon. He crafts that amazing longbow. <laughs> Right, and he rigs all the traps, and he and then he battles the predator, and it's awesome, and he wins. He gets his ass kicked, which is understandable, but through cunning and guile and bushcraft, he wins. And yeah, Dutch, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. I'm kind of sad I did not pick that one. See, and you know what? He he was he fought a super high tech alien, but he himself no powers, just normal guy. If well, you if you could ever describe Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as Mister Universe, and his yeah. shoulders are larger than our studio. Yeah, every time <laughs> I look in the Predator. mirror, every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, you know what? I bet I got mistaken for Arnold Schwarzenegger today. <laughs> Him or Clooney? Yeah, no, I wouldn't even get mistaken for Gary Oldman. You would get mistaken for an old man, though. <laughs> that ain't no shit. All right. Number six. All right. My number six. Eddie Murphy. Okay. I think I know where this is going. Undercover Cop. Yeah. 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 Axel Foley. There it is. Beverly Hills Cop. I also would have accepted, Um. oh, man, what was it? 48 Hours? Oh, Reggie Hammond. Reggie Hammond. I would. Yeah. I did. I would have accepted. I liked. I liked Forty Eight Hours. Yeah, I enjoyed Forty Eight Hours. The another Forty Eight Hours is honestly one of those movies that's kind of a guilty pleasure. I yeah. like it, but I know I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those movies. Yeah. Um. But no, the first Axel Foley, first Beverly Hills Cop, and even the second one's actually pretty good. Wait, the third one is complete trash. How many people on your are on your list that have the last name of Foley? Oh, just those two. Oh, okay. Yeah, father and son. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, who's who in that relationship? I don't I don't judge. I I don't think there's judgment involved. It's a, just a normal father and son of Eddie Murphy and George Clooney. Well, I think George Clooney's older, so. Is he? I don't know. I don't know either. We'd have to look that up. But now, Axel Foley, he's freaking street smart. He's... He's a wisecracking smartass. He's he jokes around all the time, but he still manages to get the job done. Mm -hmm. 
whether or not he's kicking the shit out of Victor Maitland or Maxwell Dent. Doesn't matter. I love him. Surprise, surprise Judge Reinhold. <laughs> surprise, Judge Reinhold. How do you think his job at the bank's going? <laughs> Probably better than his job as a police officer. I don't think he was a very good police officer. But he was great with guns, if I recall. <laughs> well, yeah, because he was like Dirty Harry. <laughs> He's a, he was a mix of Dirty Harry and What's-His-Face from Police Academy. Michael Berry. <laughs> Can you help me, sir? My kid's stuck in the tree. I got him. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> that movie is underrated. I love the first Police Academy. You would. I do. All right. Number six, he's a lawman, pushed to the edge. Wyatt Earp. It is Wyatt Earp. Oh, my God, really? (laughs) (laughs) Wyatt Earp, Tombstone. Yeah, yeah, it it actually is. That's awesome. He just wants to get away from the law business. He wants to get away from the violence and the death. He wants to reunite his family, and he wants to make money. And just be happy and prosperous with his brothers. He just wants to run his little game in the bar. What's the game that they run? Pharaoh. Pharaoh. That's right. Yeah, but they also have a 25% take of the house. That's right. Okay. Um, I haven't watched that in a while. And if you recall (laughs) in Tombstone, Ike Clanton does repeatedly call them pimps in one scene. A buddy buddy of mine and I, we thought, that's always weird that he's like, you got Ike Clanton. He's like, you goddamn pimps i'll cut your pimp heart out you pimp right and he just keeps calling them pimps and we were like maybe that word has a different definition like an old westy different definition no it doesn't it just he's just thing. calling them pimps because okay. they ha- have a take of a gambling hall in an old west mining town that definitely had call girls oh yeah so no he was legitimately calling wyatt Earp and his brothers pimps yeah, I yeah, I never would have thought that like watching the movie. Yeah. But yeah, you know you're not wrong. Uh but no, why are, because he just kicks all the ass. You going to do something about it? Or you going to stand there and bleed. Oh, so that movie's so quotable oh, and it's so every good. part of it. Hey Wyatt, we got some boys over there behind you. Got you in a little crossfire. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn. Where's Wyatt? Down by the creek, walking on water. <laughs> I love that movie. Tombstone is, is so good. It's such a good movie. All right. That's why it are. All right. And number five. All right. I can't really give you hints about my number five. Why Earp? What'd you guess? No. <laughs> that was one of them that was on my list that I I had to just kind of knock off. Wait, you had George Clooney on there, but you yeah. took out Wyatt Earp Tombstone. Yeah, I did. Oh, I, I loved, I love the character of Jack Foley. He's just so, so awesome. I love Mick Foley, but <laughs> neither Mick here Foley nor there. Foley is my number two. You know, father, son, and grandfather slash Santa Claus. <laughs> um, my number five is from the Alien movie. Ellen Ripley. Mm. Wait. Just Alien, not Aliens? No, not, I, I not, would say the whole franchise. Alien 3? The, not Alien 4. Not not the clone. Yeah, she yeah, she is a clone made with xenomorph DNA or I, some, something? I put that movie 
out of my head. I, I just I can't. When I think of Ellen Ripley as the star heroine, right? My first thought is always Aliens 2. She's in the loader. Oh, yeah. The loading mech and fights the queen. And it's a, it's awesome. It's that fun. is what a badass woman is right there. Absolutely. Get away from her, you bitch. <laughs> well, she basically defeats the alien in the first one in her underwear. Yeah. And that was wildly unnecessary. It was wildly unnecessary. Why? Why? Because it was the 70s. And they're like, oh. We can't really have a woman be the star of this movie without showing something. But anyway, yeah, that's my number number five. She's just she's so smart. She's uh, very protective. Mm-hmm. She does has that has that motherly instinct that kicks in with her and Newt. Um, Newt, yeah, yeah. And I just I, I love the actress Sigourney Weaver's amazing in anything I've ever seen her do. She was the only good thing in Avatar. She's the only good thing in most movies that she's in. Yeah, why? Why does she take out so many bad pro- money? Never mind. I mean, I, it's got to be money. Maybe. I'm sure she makes all that Avatar money, and I'm good. I'm glad she does. Yeah, but even even in the good movies, she's usually you know has a good cast. She's usually way above all of them. Yeah, you're Ghostbusters. not Do You think? Yeah, I like all those guys. I think they're really good. But I think she just—I don't know what it's something about her, just the way she carries herself. As far as far as just like actual acting ability, right? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, she is basically going up against a bunch of SNL guys. Man, SNL sucks, and it's always sucked. Hot take. Is it? It is. All right. If it is, come at me, SNL nerds. Like, I guess. Um. All right, number five. Number five is a lawman. He's tired of the murder. And the violence. Have a guess. Okay. Is it Jean-Claude Van Damme from Time Cop? (laughs) I don't even know his name in Time Cop. He's just a Time Cop. He's the Time Cop. Yes. No, it's it's not Time Cop. All right. I'm not interested then. (laughs) (laughs) I no longer give a shit about your answer. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He moves out. He takes his family, moves away from the city to live a quiet life when suddenly the nightmare finds him. Sheriff Brody, Jaws. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. He's a competent officer. Like, like we have a hero or we have a character who's A, good at his job, which is surprisingly, there's, that's a short list on the movies we've done so far, shockingly. Wrong. Yes. He's good at his job. He gets handicapped by small town politics and, and small town corruption. He is deathly afraid of swimming in the water, which is his own, which, but he overcomes to do his job. And then he fights basically a megalodon. <laughs> yeah, I love that he gives the town mayor advice as to what to do to protect people. Mm-hmm. And the mayor's like, we can't do that. Think of our tourism dollars. Yeah. It's That's like, what everyone, because even the town council, everyone yeah. shuts him down. Yeah, they don't care. And he's like, so then he starts working against their wishes, doing it on his own, uh, meets up with, uh, Quint, not Quint. Um, Oh, uh, what's his name? Richard Dreyfuss. I can't think of his name in the movie off the top of my head. uh, But yeah, Richard Dreyfuss starts learning about sharks. He starts studying sharks because he's like, I, 
I got to take care of this. So now he's, he's again, good at his job and he's researching sharks, shark attacks, hunting patterns. And then he teams up with Quint and he's like, I'm going, you know, we're going on the boat with you. You're going to need help, you know, but no, just a guy. He's, he, you could not get more of a normal average guy. Normal, average, good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to overcome many fears, many obstacles to face a legitimate nightmare with teeth. I love the characters that have a legitimate fear. They're overcoming something. Yeah. yeah, That there's so many of the action heroes that don't have any fear Mm -hmm. and it's, it's kind of boring. It's like we've we talked about it in indie. We talked about it in the foreigner. I feel like there's been a couple of others where a lot of the times your leading man is this bulletproof individual. And prior to right now, we're always talking about like fight scenes. Like they're going to be untouched. They're just going to completely take out whoever they're fighting. Right. And in this, obviously, Brody's not kicking anyone's ass. But we have a guy who is handicapped by the system he's forced to protect, and he's overcoming a very clear and explained fear. Whereas these other leading men, they don't have fears. Oh, yeah. They're not overcoming shit. They just are, you know. They are the fear. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no. uh, Shout out to Sheriff Brody. Also, Jaws is a fantastic movie. Jaws is a fantastic movie. Right. Number four. Mm. Okay, my number four is is kind of a given. Well, you already said Indy. I know. I have three on this list that are pretty much a given. Is Luke Skywalker on this list? No. Okay. Is it because he has superpowers or because he's a little wiener? Yes. Both reasons. <laughs> Star Wars. A, a, a series with a fantastic villain and no worthwhile heroes. So my number four is Han Solo oh my from God, Star Wars. I hate you so much. <laughs> All right, try to sell me on Han. You can't, but I know, I know. I just, I don't know. I love him. He's, he's just a, a scoundrel. He just kind of plays by his own rules. He's a scruffy looking nerf herder. He's a scruffy looking nerf herder. He's just a cool dude. He has a kick ass sidekick. That's as a kick ass vehicle. Eh. Actually, I think the point of his vehicle is that it's a hunk of shit. It is a hunk of shit, but he fixes it and makes it workable. Fixes it with duct tape and wishes. That's fine. (laughs) It reminds me of my father. (laughs) Now, Han is better than Indy. Oh, yeah. I'll give you that. Okay. Did did Han shoot first? Yes. Yeah. 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 Up here is Guido. Yeah. (laughs) Guido, not Guido. Whatever. You said Guido. Like, I know I said Guido. Does it matter? Yes. Oh, okay. He's not Italian. I don't know that. In Phantom Menace, we get space Asians. <laughs> That's true. That's I true. would do the accent, but I think I'm already <laughs> towing a line here. Everyone knows what I'm talking about, though. Let's not even start oh. on Jar Jar. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh. oh, no, okay. If you were going to pick a Star Wars hero, Han is probably the best option, granted. Yeah, in the in the whole series. Um, yeah. If you were doing, like, prequels, Mace Windu would definitely be my, my favorite. Qui-Gon. Really? If I had to, yeah. Okay. 
Well, I'm not talking about, I could go into a whole thing about Qui-Gon. I'm not. I'm just going to leave it there. Qui-Gon would be mine. So he's not on your list? No. Because he's a Jedi. That's true. They have telekinesis. That's a superpower. That is a superpower. (laughs) That is a superpower. At least Han, though. Yeah, he's just a dude he's just a with dude. a really bad shooting stance. And I'm sad no one ever took his arm off because his hand is way up in the air for no reason. Helps him balance. Yeah, because I... Uh, never mind. He used to be a surfer on Coruscant. Because <laughs> they never let him up on the platforms with people with money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor bastard. Literally. <laughs> All, right. All right, number four. Number four. He's a lawman. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, this one is not a lawman. Okay. No, he's he's very Sheriff Brody-ish. Just a normal guy with a cool hat. Just trying to to, to make the money to earn his, li- his way of life when he's forced into a nightmare with teeth. <laughs> you said with a cool hat. McCready? No, I said a cool hat. Oh, oh. I'm talking about Dr. Alan Grant, Dr. Jurassic I knew, Park. I knew. As soon as you said a nightmare with teeth, I knew exactly. Everyone knew that was the point of that one. <laughs> no, Dr. Grant. He's just a regular guy. He's a regular paleontologist who's just trying to get his digs funded when all of a sudden he's got to use his wife. He's just trying to get his digs funded and this bullshit keeps happening. And then he has a nightmare about velociraptors that talk to him on an airplane. <laughs> Wake up, Alan. Wake up, Alan. <laughs> so terrible. Uh, no, Dr. Grant's awesome. I like Dr. Grant. He's not my favorite in the Jurassic Park universe, but... No, but he is the best hero in the Jurassic Park Oh, as universe. far as hero, yeah. But yeah. But his character-wise... That's what this list is! Is it really? Shit, I totally wrote that <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, Dr. Grant, I mean, he's, he's smart, he's capable... But not overly so. He can. He has a dry humor to him. Uh, he he is really lucky that that wood. Uh, when he threw the wooden stick at the fence, because wood doesn't conduct electricity. I, but he's not an electrician. He's a paleontologist. Get off my man's back. I I was always curious about that part. Like, I don't know. But then again, maybe that much voltage there would have been. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I don't know. I've I don't frequently spend much time around open ten thousand volts of current. <laughs> Except funny. when I'm at the toolbox. That's <laughs> there's clamps involved, there's safety protocols, it's fine. Hanging next to Martin Riggs. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I would per, I would throw myself in for, into the shocker so I would be forced back just so we could touch a little. Skin to skin, chest to chest. I could, I could feel his breath on my neck. So what's uh, <laughs> what's my next one? Number three. Number three. Okay, I do. I did kind of cheat a little bit on this one. That's fair. I'm not even going to try to give you a hint because I know you're not going. You're going to look at me and go, "Who in the hell is that?" You come, Cornelius. <laughs> I'm gonna give you're gonna give me the look I gave you, but then when I explain to you who it is and what movie it's from, you're still gonna be like, "What the shit are you talking about?" I'm like Tevis and his deep dives, his archival picks, trying trying to get his dig funded. 
I don't know why that makes you laugh. Am I saying it wrong? No. Why does that make you laugh? Because that me? is not what I thought you were about to say. Dig funded. <laughs> when you when you first when you first said it, I was like, "Oh, what are we? What? Where are we going?" And then, well, now that I know what you thought I was saying. <laughs> Man, he was with Ella. He was just trying to get his. <laughs> uh, Number to, three. He was trying to get his dig funded, and that damn Hammond came in and screwed it all up. <laughs> he got dig blocks. <laughs> yeah, I was. When you said that, I was like, oh, what? What are we talking about? And then it hit me what it was. Oh, God. All right. My number three. The actor is Mark Singer. I don't know who that is. I'm not surprised. The movie is from 1982. I don't know when that was. <laughs> the movie is Beastmaster. I don't know what that is. And the character's name is Dar. D-A-R-R? D-A-R. Oh, they didn't even do the second no, R. No. More like Dirt. I've watched it recently, like within the last five years. It's pretty dur. <laughs> but he's number but three. But I loved it. Oh, my God. I loved this movie so much when I was growing up. Dar was... The, the, that was the era where barbarian movies were very popular. You had I, Conan, Red yeah. Sonja. Can we just bring back the sword and sandals genre? At least just a couple years. Just for a couple years, please. Yes. Yeah. But his the whole story for him is basically it's a revenge quest. He's his adopted father and the whole village gets wiped out. And he has this ability to talk to animals and control animals a little bit. So he's a druid. Kind of. He's Aquaman of the land. So he's a druid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he has a, a pet tiger with him. Uh, an eagle that he can see through the eyes of the eagle to pet ferrets that like to steal shit. So he's a druid. <laughs> he's a druid. <laughs> uh, or uh, for going off those last two descriptions, he's either a druid or a protagonist from either the Assassin's Creed games or the Far Cry games. <laughs> Is there pet ferrets in the Assassin's Creed games? No, but remember the eagle and you see through the oh, eyes. Oh, yeah, and... the eagle. Yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about that. I didn't play very many of those games. They make I, it makes me sad. I don't want to get into it. They make too many of them, and they're too big. Not even both of the which I I do get that, but they just forgot what the games are supposed to be. They turned really RPG. Yeah, when it's almost supposed to be more like Hitman. Yes, but that that's neither here yeah. nor there. Back to Dar, Dar the Druid. <laughs> that's all I got on Dar. Oh, no. <laughs> he's uh no, he's a great swordsman. Um, he's got a great villain he goes up against, uh, Riptorn from Men in Black. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Dodgeball. He's the main villain on it. Great character. Dodgeball. He's a great character. But if you get a chance to watch it, don't. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We could take the movie out of the hat. Is it worth the ticket price? Is Beastmaster worth, worth the ticket price? I'm fairly certain he's trying to get not. his dig funded i kind of want to watch it again 
just to see if it's as bad as I remember, but I'm pretty sure it's as bad as I remember. That's my number three. Dar. All right, number three. And now I wish I had reviewed more so I can get it right. He is father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and he will have his vengeance in this life or the next. You know what I'm talking about, exactly but you don't know trying. who you're put, I can see on your face you're putting it together, maybe. Shit. Everyone at home is screaming at their phone or whatever they're listening on right now. They all know what it is. Hit me. Maximus Decimus Meridius. Gladiator. Damn it. Yeah. We have a guy who's good at his job. He is a general. And he won the, the campaign in Gaul. And he was a farmer before that in Spain. Beautiful wife. You know, handsome son. They had their estate. You know, he was, he had the confidence of Emperor Marcus Aurelius. And then, you know what? He was a damn fine gladiator, too. Good at his job. He's good at whatever he does. But no, also, good as gladiator. Gladiator is such a good movie. And Russell Crowe just kills it. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but last time I remember watching it, I remember enjoying the hell out of all of it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I was about to say, and Russell Crowe carries it, but that's blatantly and categorically un- untrue. And that's not even a, a slight against Russell Crowe, who kills it. Everyone in that movie kills it. Everyone, regardless of if you've got Russell Crowe opposite Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, as Commodus? Oh, yeah. And then all the supporting cast down. Everyone gives this movie 100%. Everyone's chemistry is great. But in it, you have a leading man. And I like Russell Crowe. You know, he can sell it with the intensity and the emotion. And you look at him and he's in shape, but not a Stallone or a Schwarzenegger overly so. Right. You're still like, that could that could be a normal person. You know, just capable. It's like me if I applied myself and was capable. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, um, I was going to say Joaquin Phoenix, he is one of those actors where I don't ever look forward to his movies, but when I watch them, I'm like, my God, this guy is amazing every single time. Yeah. But even then, after every time I ever watch him, I'm like, that guy is awesome. I don't look forward to his next movie, but then it comes out and I watch it and I'm blown away again. Well, I'm looking forward to his next movie, Napoleon. Yeah, now yeah. I am, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've learned my lesson. The trailer looks so good. But you know what? This sounds startlingly like our conversation about the last voyage of the Demeter. Oh, and God. we all know that turd. <laughs> Anywho, no, my number three, Max. Also, greatest name ever, Maximus Decimus Meridian. Yeah, that kicks ass. That's a badass name. <laughs> That's the name of, you name your son that, and he's destined for greatness and probably a lot of heart like tragedy but greatness <laughs> great tragedy great tragedy all right number two all right my number two kind of goes along the lines with my number three okay so it's going to be someone no one knows in a movie no one heard of no you know you'll know who it is you'll know the movie that it is i think you'll know the movie 
but you'll know the character definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, actor who played him was Sam Jones. I don't know who that is. The character is a quarterback for the New York Jets. Okay. He was created to compete with Buck Rogers back in the day. So this is a, a fictitious character. Yes. Okay. It's Flash Gordon. Oh, Flash. <laughs> Savior of the universe. Yes. Yes. The, it, the movie itself is cheesy, mm-hmm. but I grew up with it. The music, I love the music of the movie. The character, every time I seen him on screen, I was like, man, that guy's so cool. He just, he's, that guy's so fucking cool. <laughs> don't want to rub up against him hanging, you know, by chains, but getting wet like you do with Mel Gibson, but it's close. <laughs> but he's just, he's just a guy who got thrown into a situation where he has to be the one to save Earth. And we all been there. I mean, you know, it's just <laughs> another Tuesday for some of us. <laughs> right. We all been there. But he has to take on Ming the Merciless. Mean and, the merciless. and team up with the hawk people. <laughs> yes, I love it. And I again, I walk, I have it on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and it's it's really cheesy. It's super cheesy, but it has a special place in my heart. So he's on my list. I have a poster on the wall coming down the stairs. Do you? Yes, I do. Have I never seen the Flash Gordon poster? Probably not. Now I have to look for it when we're done here. Yeah, I have the Funko Pop collection right over there on the second to the bottom. Oh, son of a bitch. I just, I, apparently I pulled a real Dr. Loomis and I've never just looked to the <laughs> left. Oh, son of a bitch. There's, there's Ming the Merciless right there yeah. looking at me. Yeah. I've just never turned my head slightly to the left before. It feels weird. Yeah. I don't if, like if it. If you look to the left, you'll see the car that you were in not <laughs> 10 hours ago, you jack off. Well, hey, that brings me to my number two. <laughs> my number two is the non-looking left son of a bitch, uh, Loomis. The not left-looking, children-scaring madman. Michael! Michael Myers is coming! <laughs> oh, God. No, my number two... Is a normal man. Okay. In an abnormal place. Faces a nightmare with teeth. John Carter? (laughs) And all while donning the worst hat in (laughs) cinema history. I am obvious. Kurt Russell for the second time on my list. I'm obviously talking about McCready. John Carpenter's the thing. How dare you disgrace the hat? That was- <laughs> me, me. The hat got disgraced when McCready couldn't get out of his damn helicopter because it was too big and awkward to go through the door. It looks like the hat Rose wore on Titanic right before she got onto the Titanic. If that hat had been on Titanic, Leo could have just climbed on top of it and been fine. They both could have. <laughs> no, not the door. Get that stupid hat over there and Look climb on it. giant stupid hat floating there. Oh, shit. Good pick. That's a good no, pick. Obviously, McCready. He's, he's smart, but he's paranoid. He's figuring it out on the fly. 
kind of, but you know, he doesn't have all the answers and, and he embraces that he doesn't have all the answers. So in lieu of not being right, he's taking precaution. You know what I mean? He's like, okay, this might be right, but if it's not, this is my backup. You know, he's, he's, he's admitting and understanding and realizing he has no idea at all what's going on. And he's just going to try to make the best of it. And he breaks computers like an asshole. For no reason, other than he's a sore loser. That's right. So, before we get into number ones, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. All right. Honorable mentions. I struggled with Wyatt Earp. I had on my list. Mm -hmm. McCready, I had on my list. No. There was another one you had that I thought of. Dukat Cornelius? Yeah, oh my God. Fuck no. (laughs) Forrest Gump. (laughs) Double fuck no. Oh no, Sam Y. It was Sam. Yeah, Sam. And then this other one. This is the other one I had on my list. And he was actually going to lead the pack on that just because I don't think he gets mentioned enough in any kind of list. But the movie itself, I know it's not an underrated movie. It's a great movie. Andy Dufresne. (laughs) I absolutely love that character from Shawshank Redemption. Man. I don't dislike Andy, but he's such a just bland, milquetoast person. And I think that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the fact, and he even says this in the movie, outside of prison, he was straight as an arrow. He had to come to prison to become a criminal Mm -hmm. and how he screws over the warden who basically screwed him over. Um, And I just love the way he gets, he gets out and gets to, what is it? De Wataneo or whatever. They're where they're going. With his boat. And um, I I don't know. I just love Andy. Tim Robbins is great. That whole movie is great. Every person in the cast is great. Stephen King, you magnificent bitch. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's my honorable mention. All right. I have an honorable mention. Is it The Undertaker? No, not this time. Okay. It's Stone Cold. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I okay. Cards on the table for the bit. I was going to have Stone Cold when he breaks up the forced wedding of The Undertaker and Stephanie McMahon. I remember that. And he comes out with a steel chair and lays waste to the entire Ministry of Darkness. You weren't going to have him in the beer truck? Or the Zamboni? No, because this was more heroic. He, there was the damsel in distress. That's he was true. fighting a cult. Like, it's yeah. more, you know, and he just shows up and lays waste to everyone. But no, that, w- that would have been for the bit, and I, I elected not to. Although I just kind of did. So it's still alive. Still works. Honorable mention, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh... No, this one is, hmm, I feel like I can't call it an honorable mention. It's more of just a mention because this individual has no honor. Although he is the king. And uh, he's as quick with his boomstick as he is his chainsaw. Oh, my God. Ash Williams. Oh, my God. Hail to the king, baby. You know... I've only seen one movie with him in it. Army of Darkness? Army of Darkness. Yeah! He teaches those peasants how to fight! 
Yeah. And they fight the undead hordes. I don't, they fight I, the undead hordes. I, I'm undead hordes. <laughs> Kill them all. I don't remember liking the movie, and I don't remember disliking the movie. So you, you said Beastmaster is your guilty pleasure. Yeah. Army of Darkness is my guilty pleasure movie. I love that movie. <laughs> but I like, I like the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. Aren't they basically the same? No. So there's Evil Dead, which is uh, Ash and some fr- Ash and a buddy and their girlfriends go to a cabin, mm-hmm. and then whatever the entity that is the Evil Dead, you know, is built around because you never see it and it's never given a name. We just know it comes from the Necronomicon. Okay. So whatever the evil is, because they read from the book, um, they read the book. The evil comes and it gets real creepy. Like the original Ev- Evil Dead is good. Evil Dead 2, they went, okay, we have an idea for a third one that's just full action comedy. So everything that happened in the first one, screw it. We're going to rewrite it in the intro of the second Evil Dead, where the friend's gone. It's just Ash and his girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Then uh, it all, all the, the, the mayhem of the first one go down, but it's just the two of them, which is wildly inaccurate. And it's their own movie. <laughs> But in the end of the first one, Ash is our last survivor, and he goes to escape when the evil catches him at the end. And you never know what happens to him. So the sequel is he re-wakes up in the cabin. And he's like, oh, mother. And he has to, essentially, there's someone else there that the evil has captured, and they're going through it, and they try to kill the book. But he gets sucked into a portal that then drops him in the Army of Darkness movie. Okay. So two goes directly into Army of Darkness. Okay. So if I wanted to catch up on all that, I should just start with two. Just start with two. Yeah. If if you're wanting the specific Army of Darkness canon story, Evil Dead 2. Okay. But I I couldn't put Ashy Slashy on this list. Because this is a list of good heroes. <laughs> And Ash is arguably not a, not a hero. He's not good at anything because he's just a big loser sad sack, which is hilarious. But he keeps, he keeps reading from the book. Like, was it Ash versus the Evil Dead, the TV show? He just, he just, he, he keeps bringing it this evil in the world because he keeps reading from this damn book. And if you, if anyone ever saw Art, uh, the the Ash versus the Evil Dead show, it's Bruce Campbell, you know, middle aged, slightly older, right? But he's hooking up with this chick who's into weird poetry and Latin and different. He's like, "You're into weird books. I got a weird book." And he pulls, and so while drunk and high and trying to score, he reads he reads from the Necronomicon, and that kicks off that show. So I'm like, he's not a hero. So he's he's a not good. Yeah. He's, oh, he's he's an ass. Nice. Okay. Number one. My number one is my number one. Oh, okay. Like, this character I love. Four of the five movies that they've been that they've done. Okay. They are with very you know. It varies as far as which ones are better. The first one is always better. Typically, yeah. 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 He is definitely the everyman. No. 
No. No. No. Your number one hero? Yes. Well, it's hard for me to remember because I got the dementia. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jonathan McLean. Jonathan Nancy McLean is yours. John McLean. <laughs> yes. Yeah, John McLean. I. No. He's my guy. Through this man. No, I loved I loved number one. I loved Die Die Hard Two. Die Hard Three. Die Hard Four. Not so much Die Hard Five. Wait, you love Die Hard Four? I did. I like Die Hard Four. With uh Oh yeah, that what's his name? Yeah. Uh God, we're killing it on remembering I know. people's Normally names. I'm just like, oh yeah, that dude, blah 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 blah. He started in blah blah blah. And yeah. Now I'm just like what the hell's the guy's name who's an amazing actor? Amazing? Not this guy. I'm oh, okay. Gary, I'm talking Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, from Jeepers Creepers and Yeah. I can't think of his name either. Okay. No, I Justin did. Long. I Justin Long. Hey, yes. I got it. Justin Long! Justin Long in your face. <laughs> um, I did. I actually really enjoyed that movie. I I think it's better than number two. Yeah, that's fair. But I think number three is better than all of the other sequels. Yeah, I'd agree with that, too. Yeah. Die Hard 2 is the weakest one. John McClane. Of the four. Not counting the fifth one. No, the fifth one which is... Which definitely exists. <clears throat> yeah. No, it does not. Because he goes to Russia to save his son, who's yeah. an... Uh, who's, who's What? He's a CIA agent or I something? I don't even remember. I watched it once. And I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. But if they was to make a number uh, number six... Well, they're they're not. not going to. Actually, I did hear Bruce uh, signed off on allowing companies to recreate him in body and voice with AI. No, I won't. Well, I don't want to watch that. So it's going to be AI diehard. No, I, I John McClane breaks the internet, <laughs> turns into the lawnmower man or some shit. God. Short circuit with oh, John McClain. The Mohawk. Yeah. Johnny Five. <laughs> <laughs> it's John McClain, mild-mannered police officer and terrible husband until he gets worked up and becomes Johnny Five. <laughs> so, okay. So what's your number one? Well, you stole all my thunder. Because he was already on your list. You know who look at you know exactly who it is. Jack Foley? Axel Foley. No, not, no. He's like, come on. Everyone already knows. I'm so disappointed in you right now. Why? I think I know who your number one is. You should. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mel. It's got to be Mel. And it's got to be William Wallace. He fights for freedom. No Martin Riggs. Oh, William Wallace is way better than Martin Riggs. Oh, I agree. I agree. I just figured Martin Riggs was going to be on your list. To be fair, I could have just done the top 10 of just Mel Gibson roles. That's true. That's true. I'm, I should be happy that I got other characters in there. Yeah. You got non-Mel Gibson characters on this list. You're welcome. So no. William Wallace William plays Wallace. for freedom. Oh, yeah. And, you know, his uncle Argyle teaches him to use this 
pointing to his brains. And then he taught him to use this, you know, the sword. So he's got like his family great sword. And he, he goes back to reestablish the family farm and he's with his clan again. And it's all good. He has the the stone throwing competition with Hamish, my man Brendan Gleason, who kills it in everything he's in. Brendan Gleason's the best. Bings him in the forehead with that rock and drops him, and everyone's laughing. He's like, I should have remembered the rocks. Yeah, he should have. Then that English lord comes in and knocks uh, and acts prima nocta, like, oh, William Wallace, William Wallace. Sorry, I stole your thunder. Yeah, um, and you can, you're not William Wallace. William Wallace is seven feet tall. I have heard. And if he were here, he'd consume the English with fireballs from his eyes and lightning bolts from his ass. <laughs> Braveheart! William Wallace! I cannot wait till we pull that movie out of the hat. Oh. That's going to be a happy day for me. It's going to be a happy day. No, you th- you think it's a happy day you're, for you're you. You're not even going to finish the movie because you're going to be stuck on pause on the I, flash scene. I will have a time. I will have timestamps, everyone. <laughs> Do not worry. My Mel Gibson movies come with the best timestamps. Director's cut. Lethal weapon. Six minutes, 33 seconds. Precisely. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait, are you less disappointed now that you know it's not Martin Riggs? Oh, I'm honestly, I'm surprised Martin Riggs wasn't on your list at all. I limited myself to one Mel. Okay. Because I that's just, I said that I was like one Mel Gibson, right? That's fair. Because, that's fair. okay. No, it's, you, want, you want to bring it up? Let's talk Let's about go, it. Go ahead. Let's talk about William Wallace, badass, great hero. Martin Riggs, bad at his job, but badass. Great hero. Uh, Martin. Damn it. I don't remember his last name from the Patriot. Okay. Uh, And I do have that movie now. I remember I I found it the other day, but. Oh, yeah. I I have watched it one time. Patriot. uh, Mad Max. He is the road warrior. He fights in Thunderdome. He loads a bunch of. Desert orphans on a plane and then fly. I don't. It gets. Yeah. It gets odd. That, that movie. That one <laughs> the, throws me. Beyond off. Thunderdome is odd. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there's what? Hold on. Wallace, Martin, Martin, Max. There's four. Um. Do you ever see Ransom? No. The movie doesn't really have heroes, but it's got Mel and Gary Sinise as the main bad guy. I would watch that. Yeah, Ransom's awesome. It just. Mel. Mel. I loved him in Conspiracy Theory, where he plays that wacky taxi driver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, shit, Signs. Signs. Him and Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, please. Bird on a Wire. Did you ever see that? With him and Goldie Hawn? No, I don't watch many Goldie Hawn movies. Blah, 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 blah. No, Goldie Hawn, not Golden Pond. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Wait, I who, just want, who I, was in Golden Pond? I do this every time. Catherine Hepburn. Catherine, Catherine Hepburn. Not Goldie Hawn was not on Golden Pond. <laughs> I can't. I want to have one pod where we don't have a Golden Pond reference. You started. Well, just think of Mel. Mel makes everything better. Turn your goddamn <laughs> phone off. I'm talking about Mel. 
Mel Gibson, if you want to do, do this show, we'll just get rid of Tevis. And you and I can just sit and we can talk and we can talk about your career and your accomplishments and we can stare deeply into each other's eyes. Also, there's going to be technical trouble and there's only going to be one microphone. So we're going to have to sit really close. Mel Gibson, hit us up. Yeah, Jake, There's going to be a lot price. of wow, wow, wow going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's about to get gratuitous. Anything else? Um, I don't have anything else. I hit all my list. Yep. Me too. All right, everyone. Well, I'm Jake. That Harrison Ford loving bastard over there is Tevis. Oh, I could have had three more on there. God. Wait. What's what's the character's name? Um, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, Air Force One. No. No. Jack Ryan is clear and present danger. Okay. And Patriot Games. Sure. I don't remember his name as the president in Air Force One. I thought it was something like that. What about the fugitive? The fugitive? Who was that? What was his name? Shit. Richard something. Dreyfus? No. Yeah, he, he battled a shark. <laughs> Man, that movie. Tommy Lee Jones. You don't understand. A shark killed my <laughs> wife. I don't care. <laughs> I'm looking for the one finned shark. <laughs> there it is alright everyone we're Jake and Tavis this has been another ticket price top 10 if you have your own uh, ideas for top 10s you think we should do hit us up in the comments let us know Tavis- Kimball Richard Kimball oh my god Richard Kimball <laughs> I figured it out <laughs> President Kimball no ladies. that was the fugitive Richard Kimball <laughs> oh the president I don't know yet alright well once again this is Ticket Price. Tevis always includes a Q&A if you're listening on Spotify. Uh, let us know in the comments if you're on Patreon. Comment section, obviously. Let us know what you want us to do. Until next time, be good, be safe, be Mel. Or do Mel. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, stop recording. Quit looking on your phone and stop the recording. <laughs> This episode is over. It's not over till I say it's over. You're not going to fight because you're the worst Googler ever. Damn it. Just stop recording. Why is President James Marshall from (laughs) Air Force One? President Marshall. Now we're done.